0: How many times this last week or even today have you blamed something or someone outside of yourself for something that you aren't happy with? I mean, it's really, really easy to find an excuse or a person or an event to blame instead of looking at our own choices and actions and perspectives. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rayanne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Ann Mullins, your host. And as always, I'm very happy that you're here today. So I got to tell you, I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day. And after listening to her kind of complain, make excuses, be annoyed, you know, the typical 20-year-old kind of thing, I heard myself say, you know, at the end of the day, you are all you've got. And I stopped and I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, like that probably came out wrong. Let me explain myself. And after a long explanation of what I was thinking and what I meant by you are all that you've got, I decided it was probably a good idea to talk about it on a podcast episode. So here we go. The topic today is at the end of the day, you only have you. Okay, so I'm going to explain in probably a lot of different ways. (laughs) So um, I want to start out by saying that I have been coaching volleyball to middle schoolers over the last few weeks. And every year that I coach, I am reminded of how middle school brains work. And at a young age, you know, let's think about this. At a young age, we need the help of people around us, right? We... You know, we rely on our parents to feed us, to give us clothes, to drive us to school. We need teachers to teach us. We need coaches to teach us. We need a lot of stuff and services from outside of us to help us grow into adults. And as we age, we start to take on more and more responsibilities and duties. This is the natural progression. Like, I don't even need to tell you this. You, you know this. And when we're young and being taken care of, we don't have as much responsibility. But if things are going the way they should, we start to see where our responsibility lies. At least that's what we hope to see happen. (laughs) Okay. So for middle schoolers, they are old enough now to do a lot by themselves, right? They know what to wear to school, they can do their homework by themselves, you know, for the most part. They should know how to speak to adults by now. They know mostly how to treat people. And they are starting to see that their actions create consequences or rewards, depending on the actions. And this is why I actually enjoy this group. I mean, there's days I come home and think, oh my gosh, like I just can't win, you know? And then there are days I come home and I'm like, you know what? that was so impactful and felt so good today. So it's very challenging to work with middle schoolers, which is exactly what I like. I like to take on a challenge. So they know, you know, like I was saying, they know just enough, like they know just enough, but they still have time to learn a lot. And they still have time to be kind of like molded into really good humans. And so I hope to be a part of that molding. And I want to be a good influence on these kids. I want to Help show them how to respect people, including adults and their peers. I want to help them learn to respect and trust themselves. I want to teach them it's okay to take risks, you know, because if you're a 12 year old, it can be really scary to make a mistake in front of a bunch of other 12 and 13 year olds. And I want to help them get strong, both mentally and physically. I think it's a really impressionable age, and I feel very responsible in all of my actions with these kids. And so you might be wondering, what does that have to do with the topic today, right? Well, the reason I bring up the volleyball team, kids, is because one of my teams, and, and let me say we have two teams. We have a more advanced team and a developmental team, so kind of like an A and B or a varsity, um, junior varsity kind of situation, Well, the developmental team has really been struggling to kind of get their, you know, vibe, their flow, their mojo going as a team. They're having just a really hard time communicating. And frankly, they're physically kind of slow, like on the court. They're not moving quickly. And really, I think it's because they seem scared. You know, they're scared to try or... Rather, I should say they're scared to fail. Because remember, I just said that thing. It's really scary to make a mistake in front of a bunch of other kids your age, especially when you're the ages between like 11 and 14. Really tough time. But I try to remind them I wouldn't have chosen them to be on the team if I hadn't seen potential in them. I believe in them, but they don't yet fully believe in themselves. So after one of the games, I asked them as a group, you know, what they thought happened. Like I wanted to know from them in their words, what happened? Like why were balls hitting the floors? Why was nobody going for it? What, you know, why were they so down? Like what was going on? And, you know, I got to tell you, most of them won't even look at me. You know, they look down, they look away. But one girl who is very outspoken <laughs> she says to me, well, it's not my fault. I'm not the one that messed up. It was their fault. And then she actually went ahead and said a few names. And to that, I thought, ah, the good old blame game. It's so much easier to blame everyone else than to look at your own actions and see how you can improve. Okay. And by the way, after a few words of encouragement and some ideas for the next game, they actually showed up a little bit more ready and didn't lose quite as bad. I mean, they lost, but I was so thrilled that they made points that I didn't even care about the losing part. So, we'll just see how it goes today because we have another game. But, you know, in this whole situation, not only, you know, was it easy for the girls to blame each other and not take responsibility, but I even noticed that I wasn't taking full responsibility in that, you know, they are the ones out on the court, but I need to give them guidance and make sure they comprehend the game. So, what I'm trying to say is it all comes down to you, to me, to us individually. Okay. So, anyway, you know, here we are, like I was talking about, you know, as we're kids, things are done for us so that we can learn. And then slowly the responsibility becomes our own. So, if we fast forward into adulthood, we too can either decide to look at our own actions and choices, or we can choose to blame the outside world. You can blame the diet for not working. You can blame the personal trainer or fitness instructor for not helping you get muscles. You can blame the restaurant for having unhealthy options. You can blame your husband for bringing home cookies when you're trying not to eat, you know, sweets anymore. You can blame your kids for having to eat goldfish in front of you. You can blame your dryer for your clothes being too tight. And the list just goes on and on and on, right? Do you hear what I'm saying? So be honest, How many times this last week, or even today, have you blamed something or someone outside of yourself for something that you aren't happy with? I mean, it's really, really easy to find an excuse or a person or an event to blame instead of looking at our own choices and actions and perspectives. So at the end of the day, your health your finances, your relationships, your environment, and your overall happiness are your own responsibility and duty. You only have you, okay? You only have you. Sure, we can have happy relationships, supportive friends and partners, but still you have the decision or choice to act. You can choose health or not. You can choose to work hard or not. You can choose your path. And if you're disagreeing with me right now, that's totally fine because there are moments in life where it's really hard to see it. But I think if you don't agree with me that you have a lot of choices in your actions, then I think it's time to really think about how you can start shifting the responsibility of your life back onto yourself. Okay. So achieving, I really want to associate this with, um, you know, achieving happiness, Okay. So achieving a happy life that encompasses good health, happy relationships, and positive mental and emotional well being requires a significant degree of self determination, self reflection, and responsibility. So let's talk about the three areas in which we are the ultimate rulers of our own lives and how our happiness largely stems from within ourselves. Okay. So the first thing or first um, area in life that we have control over is our mindset and perspective. So our mindset and perspective shape our perception of the world around us. Happiness is not determined by external circumstances, but rather how we choose to interpret and respond to those circumstances. We have the power to cultivate a positive mindset and practice gratitude which can significantly impact our overall well-being. And by focusing on the silver linings, which I love to do, and finding lessons in our challenges and appreciating the present moment, we can shift our internal state towards happiness, no matter what's happening. If you're waiting for Prince Charming to come along and rescue you, you'll be waiting a really, really long time because you have to be your own Prince Charming you have to decide to rescue yourself you are the only one who can make that decision you only have you back in 2013 i have talked about this before but i went through some tough times like with my studio and like some friends and like thing you know just personal stuff social stuff that was happening and when i realized that i was blaming everyone around me for my happiness or well rather my unhappiness at the time you know I I realized it was really easy to make it about everyone else, right? But then I figured out all along, it was actually my own behavior and decisions that were making me miserable. I had to see that before I could shift. I had to get out of my own way. I had to choose me and start to act like I wanted, you know, like I wanted to be a happy person instead of a miserable woman who thought the world was against me. Okay, and that's when I really, really started learning more about mindset and decisions and responsibility for yourself. So how you see yourself and the world are really important. You have more impact than more impact on yourself and even on others, even more than you realize. All right, and as I'm sitting here recording, this cat, you guys, I swear he loves to he wants to be a part of the show. <laughs> He keeps wanting to bump the microphone and he's driving me bonkers, but I'm trying to have a positive perspective and mindset about this. (laughs) It's not his fault that he loves me. So, okay. The second area that we um, have control over or can have control over for our happiness is our self-care and health. Good health is absolutely a cornerstone of happiness. And we have the autonomy to make choices that contribute to our well-being. This includes adopting things like a balanced diet, um, engaging in regular you know, exercise or physical activity, getting enough sleep, and managing our stress, all the stuff that I talk about. Self-care is a personal responsibility, though, and by prioritizing it, we can enhance our physical and mental health. It's a fact that when we feel healthy and energized, it becomes easier to nurture happy relationships and just maintain your overall emotional stability. And my son is a great example. And if you haven't listened to the episode with him talking about his weight loss, I highly recommend listening to it because it's really great to hear somebody so young taking control. So, you know, Zach was an 18-year-old young guy who, you know, lost quite a bit of weight. And he went from being very, very poor-tempered, like he had a very short fuse, um grumpy, kind of overly sarcastic, not in always a great way, and pretty negative. But he went from that to a very positive, upbeat, um, motivated and encouraging man. And I don't say that because he looks great. I mean, he does look great, but I say it because he feels great. He's a healthier version of himself. And the very, very best part of it is that he did it. He chose to do it. Nobody else did. He did the work. He took full responsibility for himself and still is taking responsibility for himself. He stopped making excuses and did it. He decided he was worth it. And he also decided he didn't want to waste any more time being unhappy. And I'm very proud of that. And I think that a lot of adults um, could learn a lesson from that. So this is where I think a lot of people really struggle when it comes to health and their body. And that's why the dieting industry is a billion-dollar industry. Everyone is seeking outside of themselves for the perfect diet, the perfect supplement, the perfect magic potion or tool. And when you seek happiness and health from outside of yourself, you will only be happy until the diet or the trainer or the supplement no longer works for you. Okay. Again, you have to choose or decide to love yourself enough to finally quit the bullshit excuses and quit blaming others for your choices and actions. It's fine if you're going to buy your kids goldfish, but they're not forcing them into your mouth. You know, if you decide to stop eating sweets or you're going to, you know, eat better and your husband brings home cookies, nobody's telling you you have to eat those cookies. Like, Right? This is all about you. Okay. So, this is one of the things I really do like to work with uh, my clients on. It's a mindset. You know, I can give you a nutrition plan. I mean, heck, you can go on Google and find a nutrition plan. Right. But I can't or Google can't make you follow it. Only you can do the work. I mean, I can hold your hand as you know, as much as you'll let me, you can call me every day. If you want text me every day, send me pictures of your food every day, do whatever you want as much as you will. But you have to be the one to cook your food, feed yourself, take yourself for walks, get yourself in bed, pour yourself more water, right? Parent yourself. No one else can do it. You only have you you get to decide. And you know what? I think that's pretty damn exciting that you get to decide and you get to be the ultimate, you know, decider in your life. I think that it's a wonderful thing. Okay. The third area that we have control over when it comes to our happiness is building and nurturing relationships. So the quality of our relationships plays a pivotal role in our overall happiness. While we cannot control the actions or feelings of others, we have total control over our own behavior and how we interact with people. So it's up to us to invest time and effort into building and nurturing our relationships, the ones that we want. And this involves obviously effective communication, empathy, forgiveness, and the ability to set healthy boundaries. So by fostering loving, supportive, you know, connections with others, we create a strong foundation for happiness that extends beyond ourselves. And even though that's super important and relationships with other people are very important, we also need to have a loving and supportive relationship with ourselves. If you don't like yourself, it's going to be really hard to create the life that you desire with the people you desire. Again, you need to be your own Prince Charming and take the time to get to know yourself. And that might sound just a little bit silly or cheesy, but you know, when I talk to people, many people don't even know what they want in their life or who they really are. And this is especially true with younger adults who have always looked to their parents or peers for cues on what they should be doing with their life. When we're always trying to please others, we lose ourselves in that important relationship with ourselves. So, in order to have quality, happy relationships, you need to love yourself first. I'll tell you um, this kind of private and personal, but I'm going to throw it out there to the whole world. My husband and I have been married almost 25 years, which is so crazy. I got married at 23 years old, which by the way, totally freaks me out because I have a daughter who is almost 21. And I really just can't imagine her being married in two years. So it's really no wonder my mom was not very happy when I called and told her I was engaged. (laughs) I was 22 when I got engaged. And I remember calling her and telling her and I was so excited to tell her and she was like, "Oh, well, when did that happen?" <laughs> she was really good at like bringing you down, but she um I get it now, you know? Like no wonder she was like, "What? Like what are you doing? You're a baby." I got to tell you though, like there were a chunk of years, a big chunk of years that, you know, Brian and I were not super happy. And I do think from the outside it looked okay, but it really wasn't. And I'm not going to talk for my husband and I'm not going to get too detailed because, you know, I don't know how much he wants me to share, but I will say for myself that I was so unhappy with myself that there was no way I could really give all of my love and support to my husband. So think about it. If you're unhappy, whether it's your physique, okay, or maybe your job, or if it's, you know, something else and you're just not confident with yourself, it's very hard to feel happy with your spouse or partner or friends, or anyone. I was so focused on my own unhappiness that I didn't even really see my husband. And I'm so thankful for going through you know, my own physical transformation, but I'm even more grateful for learning about living with a positive mindset and learning to take full responsibility for my life and my actions. This totally saved my marriage. Had I kept on feeling terrible about myself And had I not taken the time to put in the work for my mental state, I can say that I would not be married today, at least not to Brian. And again, I'm so, so, so thankful that I put effort into my own well-being. Okay, And and I don't mean my physical well-being. Yes, I lost 65 pounds. Yes, it helped me feel better physically. Yes, it gave me more confidence. But it wasn't until I completely transformed my mental state, my mindset, that was when my whole life really started changing. That's when things got better. That's when things got better for myself, when things got better with my relationship with my kids and when my marriage got strong. So, it's not always about losing weight. I ha- I want to make a really, really big point in saying that that a lot of it is in your mind more than what your body weighs, by the way, okay? And the cool part is that when you take full responsibility, And really, really love yourself, you're teaching those around you to do the same. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't love himself. And through my personal mental transformation, I taught my husband by modeling how to do it. Like, he would listen to me talk about my journaling, he would hear me, and he started to, whether he knew it or not, he started to follow through with some of the same actions. And now, together, we are both happier. Which not only saved our marriage, but it strengthened it tenfold. Okay. So, so the three big areas, which is pretty much your whole life, I would say, <laughs> that you have total control over with your, you know, your mindset and just that you can control is your mindset and perspective, your self-care and health, and building and nurturing relationships. Okay. Oh, and I did think of something that I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the people that live to a hundred plus in the blue zones of the world? There is a Netflix show out now talking about this. I think it's really cool. But the people who live to one hundred years old or more in the blue zones of the world, which are regions known for having kind of an unusually high concentration of centenarians or people who you know live in their hundreds, they offer. You know, a lot of insight into longevity and happiness. The people who live in these areas often share common traits in how they view the world and how they live their lives. First, they tend to have a strong sense of purpose, you know, feeling they feel deeply connected to their communities and engaged in meaningful activities well into their older age. And they view aging not as a decline, but as an opportunity for continued growth and contribution right so this right there right there is all about mindset and perspective you know a lot of us are fighting aging we don't want to look older we don't want to get older but these people who are living much much older than a lot of americans actually view aging as a opportunity that's pretty awesome that's a great mindset shift okay also these centenarians typically prioritize a simple yet health-conscious lifestyle. I think a big keyword there is simple. They keep it simple. Their diets often consist of whole plant-based foods and they engage in regular physical activity whether that's through, you know, just traditional work labor or low-impact exercises. And I think it's interesting that, you know, some of these people are still working, like fully working. Like they're working jobs that are like hard labor but they can because they're healthy and strong. They um, have lower stress levels. And partly this is due to their like social networks and a strong sense of belonging. They embrace a positive outlook on life, maintaining a sense of humor and resilience in the face of challenges. Okay. All of this, again, goes right back to everything we were just talking about. And what makes them live so long is a combination of genetics and environment. So, yeah, we definitely have you know a genetic predisposition, but that doesn't necessarily um, make you like you don't necessarily follow that all the time, right? So, while genetics do play a role, even with these people, it's their environmental factors like their diet, their physical activity, their social connections, and their mindset that have a significant impact on their longevity. So by fostering these habits and perspectives, these people not only extend their lifespans but also enjoy a higher quality of life well into their advanced years. Okay? They are proof, right, that the influence their influence of lifestyle choices and social connections on their overall well-being and longevity. So they are proving to us that just by living a simple um Simple diet, you know, living their life simply enjoying things that they love to do. I did watch just a quick little section of one of the shows on Netflix, and it was talking about a lady who just like spent a lot of time doing the things she loved. She spent more time doing what she loved and less of what people expected of her. So I think we could learn a lot, a lot from that. Okay. So, in essence, Our happiness is an inside job. It's about our internal state of mind, our choices, and our actions. So external factors can influence us for sure, but ultimately our responses and decisions determine our happiness. Recognizing that we are the ultimate rulers of our lives empowers us to take charge of our well-being and work towards a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. You. Only have you. You guys, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate you. Please consider leaving a rating and review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I want to remind you that I am open for topics. If there is anything that you are struggling with or anything that you just want to learn more about when it comes to either nutrition, fitness, maybe thyroid health, um, autoimmune health, mindset, you know, stress management, sleep, any of those areas are exactly what I specialize in. So if you are just really like stumped about something or need help, please send me a message and let me know because I'm more than happy to work on content to help answer some of those questions. And again, thanks for being here. I will catch you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.